So as a leadership team, we want our ambition as a church to be to know Jesus and to make him known. To know Jesus and make him known. You could say that if you wanted to. To know Jesus and make him known. So repetition is good. Speaking things out loud is good. It gets into us. If you're anything like me, I've got to say it over and over and over again for me to remember it and get it. So Helen might ask me to go upstairs for something. If I don't go upstairs going, I need to get the black cardigan, black cardigan, I'll come down with a candle or something like that and it will be wrong. I don't know. I just That was the thing that came to my mind. Okay, we don't have candles upstairs. So, but. so last week, we looked at to know Jesus, that knowing Jesus is the greatest thing. And so if you haven't heard that message, I really encourage you to listen to it. So thanks to Rob for uh, putting it up on the website, sending the link on the WhatsApp group so that we can just click and listen. Wow. Technology is great, isn't it, when it's used well and wisely. I think it's really good for us to listen to that message. Um, Not only to listen to it, but to really, truly consider it. Do I want my life's ambition? Do I want my mission to be to know Jesus and make him known? Is that what I want to do with myself? Or are there other things I think are more important? Because if we don't prioritise... Other people, other circumstances, other situations will always try to prioritise our life. There will always be someone else or something else with an agenda for us. Unless we choose and appropriate, this is what I'm going to do, our time gets caught up, doesn't it? You know, when was the last time you thought, I'm just going to have a quick look at my phone... And an hour later, you're going, oh, you never intended to do that. Weeds grow easily. Fruit needs to be cultivated. To know Jesus and to make him known. If, if you consider that this is something that you think, do you know what? I want to fulfill it. It's my ambition. It's my mission, my desire, my purpose. With the, for the, my life, I want to know him and make him known then spend the rest of your days doing it on purpose, intentionally. And there will be some things that we'll need to go. There will be things that we need to let go of so that we fully embrace him and making him known. So today I want us to think about um, the importance of making Jesus known. Okay, I, I want to talk about making Jesus known in, in a wide sense as well. So I'm convinced that the best way to make Jesus known is to know Jesus. It's to be in release, re- relationship with Jesus. It's to know him. When we know him, we can make him known. If we don't know him... All we've got is hollow and empty. And it might, then we can speak truth. Don't get me wrong, the truth is powerful. But we lack a certain realness, authenticity, you know, and people smell that a mile away. So, 
Jesus said this in John 15, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So if we want to be those that produce a Jesus life, then we need to be sort of stuck on Jesus, holding on to him, and then fruit will come. So it's out of our relationship, out of our spiritual union with Jesus that we can make him known. So it starts in the secret place. It starts in that relationship through Jesus with our Father, knowing him, knowing his love, knowing his acceptance, knowing his embrace, knowing his presence, knowing his goodness. And through Jesus, knowing the Spirit, knowing his leading, knowing his uh, teaching, his, his remembrance, that we connect with the true iron God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and, and, and know, know them, know them. And out of that, there will be overflow. So when we make our life's ambition or our life's mission to know Jesus and to make him known, a natural overflow will happen. You can't help but make Jesus known to other people, even when you think you're not doing it. Because he's at work in you and through you. So it's about relationship. You know, you become like those you spend time with. They shape you. They mould you. You take on other people's values and habits, their way of thinking, their way of doing things. You know, we do bad and wrong things when we get caught up with others that are doing bad and wrong things. When other people agree with them and, and applaud them, we get sucked into them. So holiness is saying, if we spend time with a holy God, a God who's so different from us, and he says, be holy because I am holy, then we become uh, different. We change. You know, when, um, when Jesus was on the earth, he was the ultimate human being. He knew his identity. He knew who he was. He knew where he came from. He knew where he was going. He knew who he belonged to. He, understatement, was secure. He had healthy relationships with other people. He could spend time easily on his own. Well, in a sense, he was never on his own because he was father-focused. But he could be on his own well. He could be with one person well. He could be with a few per people well. He could be with a small group well. He could be with the masses well. He was well. He was at shalom and at peace. And you know what? People were attracted to Jesus, to what he carried, to what he spoke about. They couldn't help themselves. They were drawn to him. Some people were drawn to him to hate him, and others were drawn to him and go, what wonderful, wonderful deeds, what wonderful words, what an awesome man this Jesus is. He lived life well, and he shared the knowledge and experience of the good news of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven broke loose 
wherever Jesus went. And the more time we spend with Jesus, with Father, with Holy Spirit, the more we will become like our God. And as we become more like him and, and move in his ways, we will reveal him. We will show him off. We will give people a glimpse of good living and the living God. You know, we become what our mind focuses on. We do what we think about. So we need to remember the battle of the mind when it comes to knowing Jesus. And you know, Jesus, what he does with us, he changes lives, doesn't he? He does such a powerful work of transformation. And in the most part, he doesn't force us. In the most part, he desires our cooperation. He desires our partnership. He doesn't want us to work against him. He wants us to work with him. He wants us to incline into him, not resist him. Yes, Jesus, your will be done, not mine. You're the potter, I'm the clay. You do whatever you want. Shape me, mould me. Yeah, even use that annoying person to shape and mould me. Even use this terrible situation to shape and mould me. Even the thing that I'm asking you to rescue me from, let it shape and mould me so that I become more like you. So it's up to us. We can choose. You know, Jesus is only Lord if we obey him. Jesus transforms life. I remember once Katie did with the, with the kids um, a, a transformational lesson and she got a piece of bread and she put it in the toaster and then she took out the toast and then they put them in picture frames and she put, Jesus transforms life. That, that picture frame was up in our kitchen wall for years. I think the toast went really mouldy. But every time I looked at it, I just thought, Jesus changes lives. And we've got to believe that. We've got to believe that he changes lives. He changes our lives if we let him, if we agree with him. He can change the way we speak, the way we think, the way we live. He even changes our presence because of what we carry. So by God's grace, we can turn from our foolish wicked, evil ways into the ways of wisdom, into following the way of Jesus. And this is good news because knowing Jesus is the greatest thing. Becoming like him is awesome and that we can let him through us, other people get to know him. How awesome is that? Jesus changes who we are, our character. Jesus changes what we do and how we do it, our behaviour. Jesus changes what we say and how we say it, our speech. Jesus changes our presence because we carry the very presence of God. And so by the grace of God, we are able to make Jesus known through the whole of our lives, through every aspect of our lives, through who we are, by our character, through our behaviour, what we do and how we do it, what we, what we, our speech, what we say and how we say it, 
and by our presence because we carry his presence. Let's, um, we haven't read the Bible yet, have we? Let's turn to Philippians. Well, went me. Well, okay, I haven't read the Bible yet. Philippians chapter 1. So um, Paul um, is writing to the church in Philippi and um, he's, he's encouraging them to live for Jesus. So, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then when I... Sorry, this is verse 27. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing by my side, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Are you? Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that you are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved, even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ Jesus, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude of that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honour and gave him the name above all other names, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desires and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticise you. 
live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright light in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I, losing my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice and share your joy. So in a nutshell, live well. Live with Jesus, live for Jesus. Live in the power and the strength that he gives. Live differently to those around you in the world. Be different. Live as a citizen of heaven and not as someone where this earth is our home. This earth is not our home. This earth is our temporary assignment. Our home is in heaven. We've got a future glorious home. So while we're living on the earth now, we better live well. Why? So that we can make Jesus known to other people. So God does change us. He is changing us. He is transforming us. And there are those things, I'm sure, that you just go, remember, you go, wow, he changed that, he did it. And then I'm sure you know, try not to use a rude word now, where you know you've got to work really hard. You've got to work really hard. You've got to labour in the Lord and overcome that habit, that hang-up, that stuff that's bothering you. Some things get snapped away and other things you have to work really hard for in God's power and God's strength. Okay, We need to do that. We need to let him work in us and through us. So let's just have a think. Just think briefly. What transformational change have you noticed in your own life? Where has God changed you? It might have been yesteryear for some of us oldens, or it might have been last week. But you know what? I hope it is last week for us oldens as well. Do you know what I mean? God is working in us. He is faithful. He's not giving up. So it's good to think, how are you changing me, Lord? What are you asking me to change How do I need to work and cooperate with you? Also, notice, think, what transformational changes have you noticed in other people's lives? It's really good. It's important for us to recognise the work of God in our own lives, but also in other people's lives. Recognise the work of God. See it. Notice it. Call it out. Celebrate it. Celebrate your victories. Rejoice in the Lord when you've got a hope of change. Celebrate it. I am changing. I am different. God is at work in me. Become the person he's made you to be in Christ Jesus. Consider it carefully so that we can continue to live increasingly well. So it's not just he did this 20 years ago. Fantastic. No, it is today. What is he What has he done for you lately? What have you responded to lately? So that we can tell 
our story and his story. So we're called to tell our own story and we're called to tell the story of Jesus. Who is Jesus? What is he like? What has he done? What has he said? Those things that we need to be able to share with people. We need to know the story of Jesus and we need to know it well. We need to read and listen to the Gospels, the the four accounts of Jesus' life. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Become familiar with them so that we, when we get the moment, we can pull out stories of Jesus. We can tell them they're familiar to us because we know our story. But sometimes we forget our story. Sometimes we forget. So it's good to work over what, what has God done in my life? How have I changed? Think about it. Work in it. Write it out. Think about it. Talk about it with others. Share your story and his story with one another. As we share what, who God is, what he's done in our lives, we will help one another grow. We will inspire one another. We, make, we need to make Jesus known to one another. So... So telling your story of what Jesus has done in your life, what you have seen, what you have heard, what you've personally experienced, that is your testimony, or in other ways, your witness statement. And didn't Jesus say, the resurrected Jesus say, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. There's power at work. So, we aren't to do it in our own power and strength, but in the Holy Spirit's power and strength. He gives us supernatural ability, supernatural strength, supernatural influence, supernatural boldness, to be his witnesses. And a witness, as I said, is a witness is somebody who truthfully tells of what they have personally, what they've seen, what they've heard, what they've experienced. And just tell it. Just tell it. Just share it. So there you go. Let us be those that are ready by the power of the Spirit of God, ready by a bit of preparation to make Jesus known by our words. The Apostle Paul uh, inspires me again. He writes to the church at Ephesus and he says to this. So he's written, he's at the end of his letter and he says, Pray also for me. 6 verse 19. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So he's probably around 56 years old at this time. He's been walking with Jesus for 27 years or thereabouts. And he's saying, pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me. He knows loads of stuff. He's written down loads of stuff, but he's saying, pray for me. God, give me the right words at the right time for the right person that I can speak the very word of God to that person, to their situation. 
I, I need to make Jesus known and I need help. Well, if Paul needs help, I need help. You know, I absolutely love it. When I'm speaking to someone about Jesus, whether they are in the church, they're a believer or there's someone that don't know, when I'm speaking it to them, when I'm making Jesus known to them and I catch myself in the moment, I'm fully present and I'm sort of listening to myself and I'm thinking, wow, this is great. I wish I could just bottle this moment. I wish I could just record it because I don't know what I'm saying, but it is truth that they need to hear in the way they need to hear it. And you're bringing out an illustration or a picture that you've never thought about before, never used before, and then they're just going, yeah, that's right, yeah, wow, awesome. I love it. I so enjoy it when it's not me speaking. It is me speaking, but it's holy. all glory to God. The Holy Spirit wants to speak through us, giving us specific words, phrases to unlock people so that Jesus can be made known. You know, I have to then resist the temptation to try and, what was that, did I say, remember it and make a formula out of it or a method out of it. No, no, no. We need to live by the Spirit and let him speak through us. That person, that specific person. So when, I love it when Drew shares and he brings prophecy to people. But in its simplest form, what is he doing? He's making Jesus known. So when we speak or live or behave or visit someone or love someone in a practical way, however we do it, we, if we've got the mind, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just doing the shopping for my neighbour. No, you're making Jesus known. So what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Is it so that I can know Jesus more? And is it so that I can make Jesus known? So your ordinary, everyday things that you would be tempted to sweep to one side. Oh, but that was just... No, we need to get into his space. I, I'm a minister of the gospel of peace. I'm on a mission from God. And I am making Jesus known. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. If it's not the reason why you're doing what you're doing, then don't do it. Make Jesus known. I want to know you through this, and I want to make you known through this. Whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm touching, is this going to my life's ambition and goal? To know Jesus and to make him known. So if it, if it doesn't like, like, uh, like a... Like if it doesn't light up, like if you put something over it and he goes, bing, 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 then don't do it. Is this making Jesus known? See, it could be making the dinner for your kids, but with the right heart, the right attitude, with love, thinking, Jesus, I just want to stuff this servant heart. I want to go to bed. I don't want to look after them anymore. But you know what? I'm going to do it with you, for you, for them, and I need the power and strength to do it. Because on my own, I'm going to do it with a bad attitude, in a bad way. That is not going to make you known, Jesus. Okay? So it's not saying, here's your fish and chips, kids. No, Jesus. It's not that. It's the heart we're carrying, and the spirit we're carrying, and the presence we're carrying. What are we imparting? In whatever we do or say, what are we imparting? Where is the source of life? Where is it coming from? Where is it going? We've got to ask ourselves those questions. So, 
Like Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And the New Testament says, go into all the world, preach the good news, tell everyone, do it in the power of the Spirit, but do it with all of your life. Don't be hollow and, uh, and surface. Live it all well. Share it with one another. Paul writes to Philemon and he says this, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers. This is Philemon 4, verse 5, because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that you, your partnership with us, your sharing of your faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. In other words, when you make Jesus known to others, when you share Jesus to others in your, in your speech, in your actions, you are actually reminding yourself of who he is and what he's done. So you will have a full understanding of every good thing you have in Christ by, by living it and speaking it and doing it. We need to be reminded. Um, so... We need to, I was, time's gone. So I wanted to read about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch in uh, uh, Acts 8. So if you read that later, Acts 8, great fun. Holy Spirit speaks to him. He responds. He has a great conversation about Jesus, shares the good news of Jesus with him, and then gets off somewhere else. Read it. It's so good. And, and say, Lord, I want you to use me like that. I want you to say to me, Go to that house or go to that person. Knock on that door. Do this. How much fun is that? Scary maybe, but great fun. I want to know what the Spirit is telling me to do. And then I want to be responsive in my obedience and do what he says. And then there's great joy and delight by being used up for his purpose. See, that excites me. That's how I want to live. I want to know Jesus and I want to make him known. So it's great when Holy Spirit does stuff, but I've also realised that there is the hard work of preparing as well. So what hard work we need to do, we need to read our Bibles. We need to read and listen and talk about the gospel accounts of Jesus' life. We need to think about uh, what he's done in our own lives and rehearse and practice out. We need to think about what he's done and then rehearse and practice out. So there's work to be done. And Peter says this, 1 Peter 3.15, In your heart set apart Christ Jesus as Lord. Always be prepared. Always be prepared. I'm going to read my one. Be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Live well. Live well. Speak well. Treat people well. Be kind. Be considerate. Share truth. But do it in a way that if they have a go at you, slag you off. They've got no grounds. It, the mud won't stick. See, if you're rude, argumentative, troublesome, some people go, oh, you know, I've been sharing the gospel, they're persecuting me. No, they're not. You're just being a, a not very kind person. Be a kind person, share Jesus with people. So, 
If we want to make Jesus known, we need to intentionally live with him and for him. We need to spend time in the word. We need to prepare ourselves for telling our story and the truth of Jesus. We need to be asking for prayer and praying, Holy Spirit, help me, lead me, and then we need to go. And God's appointment for the right person at the right time, in the right place. Fun. That's kingdom of God. Fun. So, Lord, we thank you so much that you are so good. We thank you that you are worth knowing and enjoying and celebrating and being with, that life is full and rich with you. And Lord, it's such good news that we want others to know you and meet with you and walk with you and have their lives absolutely transformed by you, changed by you. We want you to do it again. Lord, what you've done in us, we want you to do it again. What you've done in us, we want you to do more. Do it again, Lord. And may you, in your grace and in your mercy, use us to make you known to other people. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. Come Holy Spirit, give us a boldness. Give, give, us, give us an openness to you. Give us a desire to work and to follow your leading, we pray. Come Holy Spirit and have your way amongst us that we would be a community of faith, a church that knows you and makes you known for your glory honour and praise. Amen.